Welcome to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. The building. Got an interception, and you're not down by 10 anymore. Andre Howe, his second interception. To get you the information that you need is you start your own business and do your own thing. And I felt like it gave me a good perspective. I was not the first person to go through what I went through. All right, welcome to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Pope, a.k.a. The Pod Disciple. And I'm your host, co-host, Andre Howe. And today we're excited, man. We got, uh, you know, one of the one of my favorite guys um, that I've had the pleasure to uh, have an encounter with, the pleasure to work alongside. Um, one of the, the nicest guys that you can possibly uh, have an opportunity to uh, meet and speak with, uh, Rice alum. Six-year NFL vet, former six-round draft pick of the Houston Texans, Christian Covington. Welcome to the podcast. Man, I appreciate y'all for having me. I really do. <laughs> man, we, we honor. It's our honor. We're honored to have you here, man. We appreciate you coming on. First of all, man, we just want to check on you and see how you're doing, how you're holding up during this time. How's everything going with the family? Man, at the end of the day, God is good, but, yo, it is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> man um there's a lot man there's a lot of things you can i mean you you name it we're dealing with everything but i mean hey at the end of the day man i'm healthy my family with my family um uh, but i'm still able to train and grind away to you know get ready for the season so hey all was good absolutely man you can't you know it's, it's a part of, you know it's something that we ain't never seen before um but we're resilient people so we we gonna figure out how to make it happen man so our podcast, man, again, we're honored to have you on our podcast. is really about helping those that are coming after us kind of understand a little bit about the, uh, the experience of those that have made it to the, the top and that have, that have been able to navigate, you know, the, the highest level um, so that we can be able to provide some insight for those uh, that are coming behind you. So, um, so with no further ado, man, what we'd like to do, we'd like to just start from the beginning. Tell us, tell us where you're from and what it was like growing up there. Man, no worries with that at all. No, uh, man, born and raised in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. For those that don't really know, um, man, my journey, my journey's been it's been uh, unconventional, but a blessing all the same. Honestly, um, I knew this is a this is something I want. I've been I've been wanting to play football for the longest time, ever since I could remember, and uh, it started at a very young age. Obviously, you know, me being blessed to have the father I had, you know, with his influence, with his coaching, with his mentoring. Uh, you know, I fell in love with this game really early, and uh, for me, it was it was a little it was it was interesting, obviously, because of the, the dynamics of you know Canada versus the U.S. Uh, completely different in so many regards, um, especially especially when it comes to the world of sports. So, my uh, my understanding of football was a little bit different. My uh, my take on how big of a game it truly was was vastly different from what it how it is uh, accepted and uh, you know practiced down here. Um, but I'm I'm thankful for I mean I'm thankful for where I got to start. Obviously, you know, coming from, you know, coming from a country like Canada where it's not as the sport is not as big. Um, I'm truly able once I was able to you know come down south, cross the border, actually do uh, you know take my, you know, be able to you know fulfill my dreams down in the states. You know, I was, I was able to truly see like you know how big this sport was and how how much it truly means to so many people around this country and really around the world. So. Uh, uh, blessed and fortunate, man. Really am. When you start playing sports, like who who is, who put you in the game and um, who inspired you to play? I mean, it was really um, sports in general was just pushed on us by both my parents. Uh, it's been that was huge for us to be able to you know my 
my you know my dad was uh, my dad was an athlete he did everything you know he was a wrestler he started off as a wrestler he was a swimmer he did all that before he was a football player um so that was a huge influence right there my mom was athletic my mom was field hockey my mom was a field hockey player and uh and a, uh, she was in ballet in Canada when she was growing up so that was huge again so sports has always been a part of you know my life my sister's lives so uh, it was pushed at a young age very young age uh, but obviously the actual sport of football a lot of people don't know this. I had to beg my parents to play. Really? My fa- my parents would not let me. I had they they wouldn't. I I didn't start playing football. Uh, you know, or I didn't start playing organized football until the eighth grade. And a lot of guys, like a lot of my, you know, a lot of my classmates, a lot of my friends growing up, they were all playing pee wee. They were playing everything, and I'm just begging and crying and begging. But you know, my father, you know, him being, you know, him having, you know, a history in this game, he knew exactly what territory I was going to be embarking on. He knew the stress it was going to be not only physically, but mentally, uh, spiritually, emotionally. So he wanted to just make sure that, you know what, I'm fully, I was fully prepared to, you know, ready myself for what this journey was going to, uh, what this journey was going to entail really. So, you know, I played everything though. I mean, I'm thankful that, you know, I had my, I had my history of basketball, wrestling, track and field, track and field was huge to my family. Um, my sisters both got scholarships in university to you know they both got scholarships to play, uh, to play respectively at you know, University of Georgia and Cornell University. So sports has been huge. Um, but yeah, once once football started for me, once I was given the green light by my parents, uh, my mom was a real catalyst and you know pushing me. But it wasn't only my father. My father, my, my dad was my coach, but my mom she was like, if if she knew I wasn't playing up to my potential or she saw me slacking or oh no no yeah she was the one that brought down the hammer so i appreciate it for that wow that's that's super surprising because a lot of times we know we know dads in most cases mm-hmm. are the ones that really ride and really be on top of the guys so that's kind of interesting to have that dynamic because you know your dad being who he was and who he is and your mom kind of supporting that and on the back end kind of helping to bring uh you and push you in a way that's that's definitely surprising um, so we want to kind of dive into getting into high school. Now, I know you have an interesting story, so I want you to be able to tell us, you know, obviously your dad being your coach, how was that dynamic mm-hmm. on top of the type of school you went to as well? Um, so tell us a little bit about your high school experience. Man, I went to this, uh, I went to Vancouver College uh, Prep, and I actually went there starting kindergarten. So I went to the same, I was in the same high, I was in the same school, I was in the same prep school from kindergarten to the, to my senior year. So I was at the same school for 13 years, Catholic, all boys school. Yes, I know. It's very challenging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, my first, my first experience with co-ed was uh, at Rice. So my, it was, it was definitely, uh, took, it took me some getting used to, but no, it was, um, for me, it was, it was, it was actually kind of easy just because you know, the environment that I had at home, you know, it was a loving environment. It was, uh, you know, it was an open environment for us to be able to, you know, freely talk, you know, uh, as a family, you know, there wasn't, there was no, there was always a sense of respect that was to be had with our parents, but there wasn't a sense of fear where it's just like, you know, you keep everything bottled, you know, it's like we were, there was, it was a free flowing, open conversation type of home, which I love. Uh, so it kind of really just made, it made life easy for me. And especially once, you know, football kind of got going for me. Uh, to have my dad as my coach to, you know, for him to, you know, start me, you know, weightlifting in the garage with him at an early age um, for me, for us both to, you know, break down film together for us to, you know, study our opponents together. You know, he got me, he got me going on that real early. So I didn't really, 
I mean, you could say I had a different, you could say I had a different childhood because I, I, mean, I did have, a, I was really young. I didn't grab, going into my senior year, I was only 16 years old. Uh, so I started, I started my, my parents put me in school really early. Um, and I, you know, I didn't really go out. I had friends, but I didn't really socialize for me. And my dad was technically, he was my coach and he was my ride home. So uh, they, my parents knew where I was at all times. And I actually, I embraced that. Honestly, it just became, it was my norm. It was my new, it was the normal, it was the, the, the normalcy that I embraced, you know, being an athlete. Because they always told me growing up that, you know, if you want to, if you want to earn something, you want to get something in life, you have to sacrifice for it. And I just, I literally just saw that as, oh, this is, this is just a part of, you know, the steps that I'm going to have to take in order to get what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I, I will say one, one little story. Um, I know the only time I really got to, you know, have fun, so to speak. Again, I say fun with the quotations. Um, I remember, you know, obviously I started getting older. I finally turned 17. You know, my senior, uh, halfway through uh, my senior, uh, I, I turned, yeah, 17 halfway through uh, my senior year, uh, football season. And I was kind of like, you know what, my teammates and my classmates are kind of bugging me. It's like, hey, man, bro, you got it. You got it. You haven't been with us out at all. You got to come to, like, we're having a party. There's going to be a high school party. And I'm just like, yeah, hey, I don't know, man. Y'all might just have fun. We got, you know, we, I, we're, we're about, we're about to be going to, you know, we're getting ready for the playoffs at this point. And I remember, you know what? It just, I couldn't leave my mind. I just, I went home and I'm just like, hey, uh, so I got invited to this one little party that's about to get set up. It's kind of like a, it's gonna be like a before Christmas break kind of deal. I'm like, I was talking to my parents like, hey, can I go to this thing? And they were just like, yeah. And I'm like, really, I can. And they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be, I'll, I'll be home. I'll, hey, I already know who I'm going with. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm home by this time. Like, don't you worry. Like, anything. It's like, no, there's one condition. I'm like, okay, name it. You got to win a state championship. Mm, wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. So we were state champs that year. And uh, <laughs> nice. I fought my hardest. Everybody, yeah, I fought to, I fought to win, you know, win something for my team. But hey, I was really, I was fighting for some freedom that year. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting, man. Because uh, I think that that eliminated. I mean, that's that structure. Some people would maybe fight against it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that kind of prevented you from a lot of pitfalls. That some of the, you know. Uh, high school individuals run into, especially the athletes. You know, we kind of get ourselves, find ourselves in some, some, some things that we shouldn't be in. So I think that mm-hmm. that kind of prevented you from kind of having those pitfalls. So man, I, you know, I'm on that mindset now, having a son that if he so choose to kind of follow that pattern, that I'll be definitely involved and definitely trying to help him prevent him from 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 following some of those pitfalls that I've experienced mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, so cool. Talk to us about your uh, recruiting process, man. How, how did that go? How did Rice find y'all in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> um, really, man, recruiting's hard, man. I came in, as I said, man, I came, I was really young going into my lap, going into my senior year. So I was really, I was really late to the game. I uh, didn't start going to, didn't start really knowing about, you know, the whole NCAA recruiting process. I really didn't know how, I did, all I knew is, okay, you play, you get tape. And then I guess put it on YouTube. Like we didn't have Max Preps, we didn't have all these, you know, all these things that you know guys have now. You know, Twitter wasn't as big uh, back then when we were in high school. So um, 
there was you just either had to know people or you especially in Canada you really had to like know some people and um you know for me I went to a couple camps uh, the summer before my senior year I went to a couple uh, Pac-12 uh, Pac uh, schools to go see what I could do but I kind of knew I was late to the game when all of a sudden I'm going there as an upcoming as an up, uh, upcoming senior and all these guys I'm going you know I'm there with are like sophomores and juniors I'm just like oh snap I think I'm I think I'm late right now. So it was a little diff it was a little difficult, but at the same time I knew that I had I had full faith in you know everything. I, I trust in the process. I trusted in God with everything, honestly. because um, I knew I knew what I had as a you know, I, I knew what I had uh technique wise, I knew what I had, you know, from a playing ability and I knew I just was gonna let my tape speak for itself. Um, you know, obviously once the season started going on, I was able to finally like get you know get some get some film out get some word out to this to the schools that I, I attended their camps during the summer and it spread a little bit through there uh my mom uh she my my mom and my sisters were really big on my recruiting actually my sisters would come to every home game and record on our little uh home video uh, home rec uh, video recorder uh my mom uh you know she was able to send it out to some people we had some connections down to rice uh, you know one of the one of the coaches there played football with my father uh, in in the CFL, so that was a connection that we had, and you know we sent him some tape down. And once we got some, it was first supposed to be I was supposed to be a gray shirt, but then once they got the rest of my film, uh, like of like the second half of my year, once I was actually truly able to show them what I could do, they're like, okay, now we're gonna bring him down for an off, uh, for a visit. We're gonna offer him. I'm like, ooh, thank God, because uh, I really, man, I really want to go Div One, man. That's been the dream. And for me, it wasn't a it wasn't a matter of you know I didn't care, uh, you know. I didn't want to, I didn't, whether it be a, you know, a, a power five conference type of school, I just, it didn't matter to me, man. I just, I wanted to come down to the U.S. I wanted to play division one football because I wanted to play, I wanted to play amongst the best of the best because I know in order to get to where I wanted to go, that's exactly who I had to go against. So, so with that being said, were there any other uh, runners up, any other, any other schools in the, in the contention or was just, it was pretty much just kind of so and focused on, on Rice. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I could, once, once I went down for my visit to Rice, I literally, yeah, I committed to them right there. Um, Arizona state came in late and I had another, I had another offer. I only had two, I only had two Div one offers, uh, ended up being Rice and Arizona state. And then, uh, Eastern Washington, they were recruiting me ever since they were recruiting me early in my high school, uh, career actually. Um, but then all of a sudden, I know I was supposed to go to a visit. I was actually, it was funny. I was supposed to go to a visit in Arizona State. Uh, but I had some really bad, I hate, I hate flying. Dre knows this. He see me. <laughs> he see me in our, on our away games in Houston, man. Uh, I hate flying. I hate turbulence. And all of a sudden, I went through something terrible going to Cheney, Washington. And then I went through another terrible, uh, terrible turbulence. And, and it, just, it was just not my time to fly. And I went through some terrible nonsense going to Houston and back to Canada. They wanted to fly me out. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm a man of my word. I'm, I know where I want to go to school. I'm a man of my word. I committed to them. I'm going to honor that. But I appreciated them for the offer, though. So let's talk about a little bit about coming from Canada to Houston. So you decided to choose Rice, Rice University. Yeah. What was the biggest adjustment? Uh, coming from Canada, now coming to Houston, a, a football state, you know, a rich university like, uh, you know, like Rice and just history and things like that. What? Tell us about that adjustment. Oh, the heat. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Bro, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, I don't – all right, put it this way, man. I don't remember my true freshman year. 
<laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember summer workouts. I don't remember the conditioning program. I don't remember training camp. My my freshman year, I really. It's not from no hits to the head. It's from the heat. <laughs> <laughs> like it was. Um, I want to say. Yeah, to, for me, it was huge going to play Division One, um, but to go to Texas of all places, that was another monster in itself. And really, before that time the only experience and really knowledge of Texas football that I had really was when Friday Night Lights came out. Uh, I remember when that movie came out and we all, I remember we all, they was like, a, it was mandatory for us in high school to watch it as a team, you know, during training camp and stuff like that. And I remember the first time watching it, I, I was just like, yo, this is what they do in high school down there. And uh, I was I was kind of just I was blown away. Just I'm just like, wow, it's it's completely different. Uh, the way that they train, the way that they approach this game, the way it's just it is something that I just really couldn't I couldn't look away. And I was terrified at the same time. But it's just like I just I loved it though. I'm just like, man, I I wanna I would love to be in a situation like that to actually like try to push myself to see where I could where I could go in an environment like that. And sure enough, um, making my way down all the way to Houston. Uh, I remember my first year there in, 20, in 2011, Houston was going through a drought at that time. And I remember the only, the one vivid thing I remember during training camp my freshman year was we're doing, like back then we were still, they were still able to do two-a-days and all that stuff. And uh, the heat index on the field in a con in Rice Stadium, concrete stadium, it hit 142. Wow. And um basically every every three periods we had to like the team had to break and go underneath tents i'm just like and back in the back of my mind i'm just like yo where did i go to where did i choose to go to school <laughs> this is like we're not even playing games yet this is just practice and um i mean i registered my freshman year but um yeah that was a big thing because i knew once 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 i was actually able to you know get adjusted to the heat get adjusted to the speed of the game uh get that playbook uh you know it's into my system um, really, I was nervous. Obviously, you know, I, I got a lot to prove. I'm like, I'm the Canadian kid on the team that um, I really, you know, I, there were two other Canadians on the team at the time. So, I mean, they were kind of, they were good with, like, they were my brothers on the team that kind of like, you know, in, initiated me in uh, a little bit easier than a lot of these other freshmen. But at the same time, I knew I had to prove myself. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the new Canadian uh, and I'm definitely far, I'm, I'm a long way from home. Uh, but once I was able to finally like show this team, you know, what I was able, what I was able to do on the field, uh, yeah, things things changed. So I was happy for that. Cool, cool. Talk about your team success, man, and your success, you know, at Rice. How you kind of transitioned from, you know, from college to from high school to college? How was that transition? Really, um, man. What saved me was a weight room, man, because at the end of the day. Uh, if you can, if, if you can out hit your opponent, if you can outlast them, especially in, if that's, and that's the one advantage that we tried to take that. That's the one thing that we really tried to take advantage of in college. You know, we don't, we didn't have an indoor facility. We didn't have an indoor stadium. Uh, when we played, when we played, uh, teams, especially like early in the season, it's like, no, no, no. Like you, we, we know how to handle this environment. We know how to handle this heat. Can y'all, uh, so I feel like once, you know, after my, after I registered in my freshman year. Um, you know, we had a solid group. We had a good group of guys that knew, you know, put a lot of work in, you know, Rice at that time had a history of, you know, we went through a couple of losing seasons in a row, but uh, you could just tell, you know, with that senior leadership that we had with the upperclassmen, 
um, you know, something was something was about to happen. I we all could feel it. And we had a lot of young talent, a lot like our my freshman class that came in, they were really young and talented guys who knew how to play football at the end of the day, like like technique aside and you know, playbook like you know, the schemes aside, like these guys these guys were just straight up athletes. Which was kinda nice to see at a school like Rice. Um, and so, you know, we took advantage really of, of the environment, the situation, that's a little chip on our shoulder, knowing that, you know, not, not a lot of teams expected much out of us whenever they played us. Uh, and really it came, and we use that to our advantage because, uh, you know, ever since we were at, once we started, once, we, once I started playing that year, you know, we finally started having some success. We finished six and six my first year, went to our first bowl game in a couple of years and won the bowl game. Um, you know, we took uh, the next year, won our, we won, uh, we went 10 and three, won a conference championship. Uh, the next year after that, we went to another bowl game. So, you know, we, and, uh, you know, in that little, in that three year span that I was starting, um, it was crazy. Like we had about 10 guys go to the NFL. Like it's, oh man, shoot. It was myself. It was, uh, Luke Wilson, you know, my brother, my my other Canadian, uh, Vance McDonald, you know, tied, uh, to my, uh, my boy for the Steelers. Uh, uh, Boswell, kicker for the Steelers. My boy Bryce, my new, my team, my boy now in the, on Denver. Uh, Bryce Callahan. Uh, we had Jordan Taylor. We had uh, Philip Gaines. We had um, shoot. I, I know there's a there's a couple. And I feel bad now. There's a couple more. Guys. <laughs> oh yeah, my, my boy, my boy Emmanuel Ellerby with the Seahawks. Like that's I'm like that. We were all on the same. We were all on the same team at one point. So. And see, I, I I joined Rice. Rice was my first in uh, my first sport job when I moved to Texas. And in 2014, 2014 um, I was there and you were there, but I was mm. just hearing all these names. And I'm like, man, Rice, you know, I you know, I, I was familiar with Rice in the, you know, in the past, um, um a little bit, but but just kind of hearing all the different names that were uh, on these teams and that was getting NFL attention and opportunities. I'm like, man, wow, this is pretty cool. I mean, I, I, it was like a, a a new gym that I discovered. You know what I mean? A new jewel that I discovered. But, uh, yeah, you were there when I was there, man. Uh, I, I like to ask guys, uh, while in college, or, or, or was there a time while you were in college that you discovered, like, that you were exposed to the business of sports? Now, some guys get coaching changes and stuff like that. That wasn't necessarily your case. But mm. was it any moment in time that you realized that, like, this sports thing is really a business? Um, a couple times, yes. I feel like you know, there there were there were a lot of times when you kind of noticed how much these guys, you know, struggled when it came to the financial side of things, and you know, not having our stipend money ready, not having our you know our summer checks ready. You know, a lot of we I we experienced that a lot of times. Um, you know, thankfully for the most, I was able, you know, I was able to stay on campus. Uh, I, I chose to stay on campus my entire time. I didn't move off campus because I, I, again, I didn't have a car. Um, my parents really kind of wanted me since I was so far away from home. They wanted me to be able to be in a, you know, centralized location that I was, you know, close to everything, close to my school, close to practice, close to the facilities and everything like that. So I just, I, you know, I, I trust my parents. They they went to college before me, and I was just like, you know what? I trust you. I'm gonna I'm gonna play down that rule, go down that road. Um, but you kind of see it with regards to the lack of you know lack of funds. Uh, you know, whenever you know guys, you know, there were times like you know you see a lot of times where it's just like guys will go hungry. You know, just because of the fact that it's just like we don't always oh, check so late this week, or you know we're not we're. It's going to be limited to this month, but next we'll make up for it next month and stuff like that. Where it's just like, 
it's kind of a shame, man, because it's just like you you see so many guys, you know, put in, you know, put uh, put their life on the line, really, playing this sport, and you know, all for the all for the sake of a scholarship. Which is, don't get me wrong, man. Like I'll take, I'm I'm thankful for my education, absolutely. But it's like um, what you have to do to like earn it and keep earning it every single year. Um, I, I felt bad for a lot of guys that, you know, with what they had to do and what they had to sacrifice, um, myself included. It's just, um, it's kind of, it's a shame. And you kind of see the direction that uh, a lot of schools might be going, you know, in the, in the near future now. So I hope these guys, I, hope, I really hope these players get what, they, get what they deserve, honestly, because, hey man, it's, as you said, it's a business. Yeah. And it's only going to be, it's only going to continue to be a business. Yeah, they've been able to get away with that system for for quite a long time and not, mm-hmm. you know, compensating guys, especially at the bigger levels where guys, that schools are making so much money. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I went to Rice and we felt that. Like, what I don't even want to know what it's like, you know, a Power 5 school, you know, where they're making, they're just bringing in the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I see you decided to come out as a junior, man. Uh, what went into that decision? Like, what made you come out as a junior? Um, a couple, uh, a couple reasons actually. So, first reason was uh, my injury. Uh, so I got hurt. I got hurt my last my going in, going into my yeah redshirt junior year halfway through the season. I just like I dislocated my kneecap. It required surgery, but it was a it was an injury that I knew I was going to fully recover from. Um, but at that point, I felt truly that if I was to come back the next year. I was really going to have a target on my back. A lot of guys on the team had really moved on. A lot of guys on that defensive anchor were starting to move on uh, with graduation and with, uh, you know, getting looked at with, uh, with from the league too. And so I felt like the best bet for me, honestly, with what I've done so far, you know, I, I felt like I had a, you know, I, with what I did, the film that I produced in three years playing, I felt like I did, I felt like I did enough, honestly, to, you know, showcase myself and showcase my talents. And I just truly felt like it was, you know, it was through a lot of prayer, through a lot of uh, conversation with my family. You know, we just, I, we felt like it was, you know, it was time to move on. I made, I made the most, I made the most of everything that, you know, was given to me. And I want to be able to now take that next step into, you know, truly uh, achieving my dream that I've been working on since, you know, the eighth grade. So um, now, now it was start- a hard decision. Now, were you starting to hear things about a possibility of the NFL and, you know, a, a pretty much a strong shot? Edit was that yeah. kind of some of the stuff that you started to hear? Um, yeah, I heard I started hearing that in my second, um, my second year playing. My so my yeah, my redshirt sophomore year, I, I started hearing that, and uh, that kind of started the getting the gears turning in my head. And uh, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm a team player, I'm a dude. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not meaning to say nothing, but the de- defensive linemen are some of the most unselfish players, um, especially interior D linemen. We, we take up blocks, we eat up everything, we let the linebackers come in free. I'm a team guy. I'm going to say that right now. But at the same time, you know, with that being said, I know that, you know, sometimes it's okay to, you know, worry about myself. It's okay to worry about, you know, what's going to, what's going to take place in my life. What's going to help me with my next step in my life to be able to, you know, secure my future, especially in a sport, you know, a sport like football. So I just, it was, it was a hard decision. It really was, but um, no, man, it turned out, it turned out to be all right. So let's talk about you deciding to make that decision. Let's talk about your pre-draft experience. Were you invited to the combine? You know what kind of what that experience was like leading up to the draft? Oh, it's surreal. Because um, once you once I left the really like the the 
the rice environment, the the home the home environment of you know what it's like to be a college athlete, student athlete. Um, you kind of get you know thrust into like the real world of you know that prep for the next level. Uh, so it was a little eye opening. Um, absolutely, uh, yes. I yeah, I was invited to the combine. I was able to you know started my uh, my combine training and my rehab really from my from my surgery. Um, it was a it was an injury that they said I was going to be able to recover in, and you know I'd be they said I'd be full go in five to six months, and uh, I was actually full going too. So I was, yeah, I was there. I thank God for the, you know, thank God for that healing, uh, that speedy, uh, that speedy recovery. Honestly, I never, I, I was, got, I got the invite to the combine, but I never got to participate. You know, I got my, the, my trainers advised me against it. I kind of wish I, sh- I, I still, to this day, man, I wish I could have, man. Cause it's like, you know, you even, even those little things as a kid, you dream about getting the invite, running your 40, doing everything right at Indy. Um, you know, that's something right there. So, I mean, it was, you know, again, it was a blessing to get the invite. It was a blessing, obviously, to, you know, talk to teams and show, show them who I was, you know, from a personal level. Um, but, yeah, that's a little thing. I wish, you know what, if I never go against doctor's orders, but I wish I did that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that experience and kind of going through that process, uh, can, you, can you kind of tell me maybe what some, some of the teams that you, uh, that showed a lot of interest throughout this process and maybe where you thought you could possibly land because of, you know, because of them want to, you know, talk to you, reaching out to you. Uh, just tell me where, where did you thought you had the best possibility of landing? Yeah, no, um, no, really my thoughts going into it were, you know, we had, we had the pre-draft coaching. We had like the interview, obviously interview, uh, interview coaching, Wonderlick testing, all that stuff. And, you know, I knew, I knew from my, I knew, I know who I, I knew who I was. Uh, there wasn't nothing, there wasn't nothing fake about me. There wasn't nothing to hide. Like I was, I was, I never got into trouble. So it's like, for me, it's just like, this is gonna be cake, honestly. Cause I, I literally just have to put my best foot forward, which is me. Um, it was a little, it was a little difficult though, because you realize like, once you step into that, once you step into that world where you're this close to the next step, you do realize it is a job interview. So everything that you do, every word you say, every answer you give, no, yeah, well, it's a, it's a, they're, they're marking it down. They're right. They're, they're making their list. They're making, they're making sure you're, you're, um, you fit the mold of what they want, you know, in a player that they're about, they're, they're about to invest in with a draft pick. Um, so it was a little, it got, it, once it started get uh, inching a little bit more uh, towards, you know, pro day and obviously towards the draft, uh, it started getting, it started picking up a little bit. You started to see like, okay, this is, this isn't just, you know, it's a game. It's a game that I truly love. It's a game that we all love. We wouldn't have played this game if we if we didn't have that love in our heart for it. But then you see, you start seeing like the, you know, the the business side of it. Not not so much. A little glimpse of the business side of like the the job aspect, the professional aspect. Like the it's like you you don't mess up or like you know there's three strikes and you're out. It's like sometimes it's three strikes, sometimes it's one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, you start seeing that professional side of like where every action that you have, be aware of it because it will, you know, be counted against you, whether good or bad. And so actually, and actually, you know, one of the, I started noticing that really, um, my, 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 my first workout was before my pro day and it was with the Texans. So that was kind of a a nice little um, entry into what, what, what it was going to potentially be like with the Texans. So that was kind of nice. What's up hype family. Thanks again for listening to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. But if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenerships. So you don't even have to have a big audience. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, man, you heard about the about the combine, bro. Like that was a that was an experience, bro. It was yeah, a real experience. All, going through man, all that stuff, man. It was tough. Mental, they test you mentally, yeah. they test you psychologically. It's like that's why I kind of wanted to be able to like just participate because it's like, okay, yeah. it's like they wake they they purposely are having you interview till twelve o'clock midnight, even twelve mm-hmm. I mean twelve o'clock one AM and they're waking you up at four AM. I'm just like half the time I'm just like, man, this Man, they trying to break you, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, okay, good. Like, I like let me let I want to show you what I and I'm, that's why I'm straight, man. That's why I'm so upset. It's like I yeah. wanted to show them, like <laughs> you're doing all this, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna perform for you. But mm-hmm. needless to yeah. say, it's all good. I was I saved it for the pro day, so yeah, that's what's up. I see you. Uh, you know, you got drafted in sixth round. You know, uh, what was your mindset going to training camp? Man. uh, I mean, shoot, Dre, you know this, man. We both picked 216. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know the feeling, man. Uh, uh-huh. man you, you never forget your number. You never, you, you never forget your number, man. And uh, I, I took that. I had so much. I had, I had such a, such a chip on my shoulder. It wasn't even funny, man. Because my whole life, I really accepted the role of the underdog. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice kid. That is really nice. Like, I'm a nice kid growing up in Canada. I'm not gonna make it on the football field. Yes, I did. Oh, I'm I'm a Canadian football player. I'm not gonna make it down. I'm not gonna make a Div One. I did. Are you a Div? Nah, okay, you made a Div One. You're not gonna be a starter. Yes, I did. You're not gonna you're not gonna be considered. You're not gonna be considered draft pick. Got drafted. You're not gonna make the team. You're you're late round draft pick. You're not. I did. It's that mindset that I embrace everything. I embrace every single thing that's coming at me. Because I haven't been stopped since I haven't been st- I haven't been stopped yet. Because I know it's not for me. My main my main emphasis with this whole thing is knowing that it's not by my power, but by His. You know, I'm thank God. I, I truly thank God that you know my parents are who they are with how they raised me. Knowing that who knowing that I have you know God by my side. You know, if if I have Him, if I have Him again with me, who can, who can you know who can stand against me? That's a big thing for me. And that's really been a main motivator for me, knowing that like I'm. It doesn't matter what you put in front of me. It doesn't matter what type of test I have to go through. It doesn't matter how big the playbook is that's, that you gotta that you have to that I have to learn. Um, I'm gonna accept this challenge, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that you you see me for what I am, and that's a ball player. And that's really that was really my mindset going into my rookie year. Um, I literally I I I, I love the Texans growing up. Um, we used to pray, obviously when I was at Rice, we would practice in the indoor, we would practice in the bubble all the time. Whenever we, uh, whenever it was thundering at Rice and we couldn't, you know, practice outside, you know, I, I, I love, I love being around them. I love being around the facility and to finally, you know, be, be able to step on that turf and step in the bubble and step in the building, knowing like I'm a Texan now. Uh, no, I took it personally. I didn't want to lose that. So it's safe to say that you, you were, you were, you were pleased to be to remain here in Houston. It was safe to say, absolutely, getting drafted there. So, so uh, with that being said, you know, tell us a little bit about how you felt as once you made the team as being a part of a D line with the names of like a JJ and a 
a Jadavian Clowney kind of, you know, what, what, what was that? What was your thought process when you kind of realized that you were going to be? It was huge. I mean, I, my dad reminded me that the, the day I got drafted, um, once I got off that phone call, you know, once everybody, once the house started like dying down, uh, you know, he took me aside and he's just like, you do know this D-line that you're about to go on to, right? That's the first thing he mentioned. Like, that's the first thing my dad told me. Like, you do know that you're going to have to work and you have to pr- let them and prove to them that you're going to have to, that you're going to belong in that room, right? Uh, I knew literally the moment I got drafted, it's like, okay, I got JJ. Shoot, I got you, Davion. Shoot, I got Vince Wolford. You know what I mean? I got a lot of, shoot, there's a lot of guys in this. There's a lot of guys in this room. There's a lot of guys on this defense. And I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to be able to show let them know that yeah i'm i may be a rookie i may be at a rice i may be from canada but you can trust me you can hold me. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be accountable for every single action on and off that field and uh you know i i took that you know i took it with a great sense of pride knowing that i didn't want to you know if you enter into a room and enter onto a team that's you know full of greats um and you know soon to be hall of famers you know you don't you want to do whatever it takes to make sure you don't let them down you want i mean those are your brothers on and off the field man you don't what you want to do whatever it you want to do whatever it takes within your power to make them let to let them know, like, no matter what, I'm gonna be like you can you can count on me. No matter the no matter the situation, no matter the game that we play, no matter uh, no matter what the case may be. Okay, cool. Talk about your rookie experience and uh, did you play early? And uh, I know for me, man, my my rookie year, it started off kind of tough, man, because I just. I guess playing DB probably a little bit harder than playing uh, D line because you got to you do. Yeah, I, I just got I was just confused at some at some point, man. Like just it was going so fast, bro, and it just it was tough, man. So tell me about your experience. Yeah, so no, Dre, you you hit it around the nail, man. Every level that you go to, it just gets faster and faster and faster. Not only does the playbook get a lot more, not only do you have to think faster and think on the fly with regards to every single every single thing that's going on. Um, you're going against faster guys. You're going against stronger guys. You're going against. You're going against. You're a kid. You literally, as a rookie, you're a kid going against grown men who have families, who got wives, who have kids, mm-hmm. and who have to be able to provide the meals on the table for them every single day. So you get um, you get introduced to the you know the situation at hand really quickly. And you know my rookie year, you know that training camp was one of the most intense I've ever been in my life. Um, and you know, I, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm I'm truly thankful for that because it helped me. Um, mentally prepare myself for the training camps uh, in the future after that. Uh, but yeah, my rookie year, man, I hit, I, I, I'm telling you, it was really the same. Uh, I was able to, I, I played early, but it was kind of sparingly at the beginning. I remember, shoot, man, my, <laughs> my first ever play, I played, man, um, I think, I, I think you remember, it was when we were playing, uh, yeah, we played Chicago and we was like, we were all out, it was all the white out and everything like that. And I forget, I think we, I think we, I think we might have lost that game, honestly. I think we started the season 0-1-1. But, like, my first play ever was the kneel down. <laughs> was the last play of the game. Coach put me in. I'm like, okay. Like, they literally, man, I was shocked, too, because I'm just like, I'm, I was so – I was mentally ready. I was I was so hyped for that game. But they literally played J.J., uh, Will Fork, and Jared Crick all game. And I'm – like, those three guys, they played them the entire game. I'm just like – all right, first of all, I commend you for that because I don't know how you I don't know how you have the lung capacity and the stamina to be able to play a whole game just three guys. Mm-hmm. But after that, but the second emotion I was feeling like, 
yo, they really only played three guys the whole game. What am I going to play? <laughs> um, so it was a little – it was humbling, honestly. Like, I – my, that was my first regular season game, man. I just I was out there and they they Chicago Chicago took a knee. I'm just like okay, like okay, um, you know. But I, obviously, you know, once I was able to get, I was on the field a little bit more, able to prove myself a little bit more. You know, game by game, my reps, uh, my reps started to only increase, only increase. And you know, once I mean, you already know that once you actually are out on the field, that's when, that's when you get that comfortability, knowing that you can adjust to the speed, adjust to these guys you're going against. Uh, you only get more comfortable. You only get better as as you progress with the with the amount of as the, as the amount of snaps increase. So um, that really was the case from my rookie from my rookie year to the second year to my third year and onwards. Man, it just it only got for me. I only felt better and better as the years went on. And and as you mentioned that too, like you said, you were able to uh, uh, get better. You know, you became a mainstay on that defensive line. There was a lot of guys came in and out during that mm -hmm. time. Uh, but you mm -hmm. were consistent, you were a mainstay. So let's talk about when it came up to that opportunity of uh, contract talks. So, mm -hmm. when, you know, when it was time to renew, uh, talk about that and how, how you thought it would play out and ultimately uh, what, what ended up happening. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, touch the subject. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, going into my fourth year. It was going to my, yeah, it was going to my last year, my contract. And I was, uh, you know, my whole mindset was I want to just do whatever I want to do whatever it takes to help this team win. And I want, but at the same time, I knew, I knew I was getting better every year. I knew, I knew this defense inside and out. I knew the playbook and I, I knew that I was just ready. I was really just like on set to have a breakout year. That's how I truly felt. I know my third year I was trying, I was starting to get back really back into my own. And then I tore my bicep in 2017 against the Seahawks. So that really, that kind of crushed me. But I knew, like, look, it could have been worse. At the end of the day, yeah, we all go through injuries. We all go through setbacks. And mine just happened to be a little three-month setback. So I don't see that as, I don't see that as negative at all. I just see that as, eh, I lost some, I lost some games. That's all. I lost, I lost playing some games. That's it. Uh, so, no, I was really, I, I, I came back hard that my, my fourth year, man. I came back really hard. I trained hard that all that offseason. And I was, uh, you know, I was, I was ready to play. I was ready to earn my keep and earn everything. And, you know, we got into contract talks during training camp. Uh, my fourth year when we were in Greenbrier, uh, that's when, yeah, I got to sit down and they wanted to talk to me and they, they wanted to, you know, we're going to hash out an extension with my agent. I'm just like, I was excited, man, because I've only, yeah, I was going in, I was going in my fourth year with Houston, but I was going into my eighth year in the city of Houston. Uh, Houston truly became uh my home away from home you know i bought a house out i bought a house out here um my family's my family moved I, my, my both my parents are retired and i helped they moved uh to houston to live with me you know they still they're still my roommates to this day um they I, they never missed a home game when i played in houston and um you know it's it's really it really became a, a second home for me and so i had no i had no intention of ever leaving i had no intent i, I wanted to be able to stay in houston for as long as possible but at the same time, I knew my worth. And at the same time, uh, I knew that I wanted to be able to, you know, be somewhat financially stable, um, you know, with that being said. And, you know, going into, you know, with the contract talks, it just, the numbers weren't there. And I just, you know, I, that's, and that's, that's really when the business side of football kind of took over. When you kind of see, like, no matter what you do, no matter how, you know, nice a guy you are, no matter what you do for, uh, the community outreach, no matter, you know, what you stand for, uh, at, 
the end of the day, business is business, and I get it. I really do. Um, we kind of hit a stalemate, and I kind of had the you – know, I was under the inclination that I was going to, you know, respectfully just play out my contract to let them know, like, I wanted to be able to prove – I basically wanted to prove myself my last year. Uh, my Yeah, I wanted to prove myself my last year on my contract to basically I, – I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I'm going to do this season. I want to play for my contract, and that's what uh, I was in. I thought that was the inclination that we were going towards. Uh, I had my best year of my career. I think I ended up having we yeah, had had four sacks that year. Um, and then once, yeah, once free agency came about, yeah, nothing. So you kind of you really see. I mean, it's it's a business, man. It is what it is. I have no I have no hard feelings. I understand what. Uh, I understand. I understand the game, and it's it, it, it's fine. At the end of the day, I know God's got me with whatever direction I go into, and that's when uh, kind of that's when I knew like my direct the new direction that He was taking me was going up up I forty five. So <laughs> yeah. So talking about Dallas, man. So uh, how was the signing with them? And like, was it you know what you expected? And like, was it was it all like the hype that they, that they get? You know what I mean? The yeah, all the man. Hype? It was. It was. Um. It was. I mean, it was hype. It was everything I expected and everything I didn't expect. Um, mm. I'm blessed, man. I'm, at the end of the day, man, to be able to continue my career, uh, that's all I care about at this point. I want to be able to, you know, I know what I'm capable of. I know I know what my film says about me. I know what my character says about me as a player on and off of this field. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to continue to just improve on that and continue to better myself as a player. Um, you know, until, you know, something pops off, honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't matter for me. I want to be able to, uh, I just want to be able to play this game for as long as possible. That's my mindset. Uh, for, so for this, I was truly, honestly blessed, man. Uh, not only to, not only to stay, have my career, you know, uh, not only to, you know, have my career continue, but to not only, and also stay in the state of Texas and only literally move four hours North, but yeah, it's kind of nice being a cowboy, man. Uh, Dallas, they know how to. They know how to. They know how to do things in Frisco. <laughs> it was a little, yeah. So yeah, signing there, it was a blessing, man. Um, to you know, and tell my tell my grandkids one day that yeah, your your, your grandpappy was a Dallas Cowboy. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a nice story to tell them, honestly. And we when we hear about all the bells and whistles that kind of comes with that with that team and all the attention and you playing with some, you had the opportunity to play with some great superstars in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 was was the light brighter in Dallas just with uh, – obviously you have the Dax and you have the Zeeks and you have mm-hmm. Jalen and all those guys. Like, wh- how was that in the sense of just from the, the overall uh, pressure? You had pressure when you was in Houston from the Houston fans. Absolutely. But Dallas for a while, like they just, you know. Yeah, um, you, hit, you hit it right on the nail there, man. Um, you kind of just take your you, – you take the spotlight – and shine it on a team that not only ha- you do you have the city looking at you, not only do you have the country looking at you. I mean, the Cowboys franchise, man, you get, literally have the world looking at you. Um, it's it's true what they say. Like every you truly kind of have to be careful with everything you do because all eyes are open, all ears are listening, and you it's um, the spotlight is truly on you, and it can be on you at any time, any given day. Uh, so yeah, it's a little. It's very. It was. It was eye opening, man. Um, in comparison to you know my time at Houston, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I love my time at Houston. I love you know I love um, everything that was provided for me, everything that was given to me, uh, everything that I earned. Uh, it was you know tremendous. You know, Houston is an amazing organization, amazing city. 
But Jerry knows how to do a little something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he um, no, it's um, no, it's top notch up there, man. It was really nice, and you know the guys, and, that, and as you said, man, having a, a a vast array of these dudes that know how to play uh, on both sides of the ball, it was uh, it was something else to actually you know experience you know that talent, you know this type of this different type this different it was a different type of team chemistry obviously you know the difference between you know four years of building up uh, you know that team camaraderie and that team chemistry on the defensive line to you know being into put it, input into a new one and having to kind of go on the fly but not really different dynamics different philosophies different mental processes um very very different but at the same time it's like it's just kind of it's mind-blowing how how quickly you can adapt and how quickly you can tr overcome any weird situation or any weird, um, you know, obstacle that kind of gets put in your way in order to really have that collective mindset to be able to achieve your goals and get wins on Sundays. So, no, I'm, I was blessed. With, yeah, blessed with my time up there, man. A lot of good guys, a lot of good guys in Dallas. Really, a lot of good guys. Man, y'all was born last year, man. Like, y'all was supposed to be going to the Super Bowl, but, uh, what happened in, in, in between all that stuff that was going on? Like, what prevented y'all to, to make the Super Bowl? Um, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, we. You go through that with a lot. You go. You can go through that with any team, man. A lot of what uh, could have, should have, would have. Yeah. Um. If we, you know, if we didn't, if we should, if if this wouldn't have happened, you know, then this wouldn't have happened. Or man, if only we could have just did this on that play, it would have been over. And, you know, we lost a lot of we lost yeah last year we lost a lot of close games a lot of close games and we lost to a lot of teams that we know we had no business losing to and that's really the that's that's really the essence of what football in the uh, what football in the NFL is really like man it's um you hear that term and all you hear that term and that phrase that you know the league is set up to be a fifth uh, a five hundred uh, an eight and eight league mm -hmm. I mean it's the truth man uh, it doesn't matter who you're going against it doesn't matter your opponent. Uh, you have to have that same uh, mindset. You have to have that same approach to every single opponent because it doesn't matter if you, the team you're going against is undefeated or winless. They can beat you because they're a team of pros as well, just like you. And I feel like that was, um, yeah, for the amount of talent that we had on that team, man, it was, undeni it was undeniable the amount of talent we had on that team. And I truly feel like um, it, we, it, just, it just wasn't our year, honestly. There was a lot of things we could have did better, a lot of things that we could have done uh, to better prepare for, uh, you know, certain games, certain opponents. Um, you know, I feel like we were prepared for every game, but I feel like, you know, there's always there's always those, you know, thoughts in the back of your mind that maybe if we if we could just could have did this, could have did studied this a little bit more, there's always going to be those situations. And honestly, I feel like that was just the case. We lost, we won some good games, we lost some hard ones. And I think that's a lot where the fans don't too much really understand that, um, you know, the league is – there's pros across the board, right? And yes. on any given Sunday, you can lose. And, I, you know, being able to see that firsthand um, on, on, on a sideline, man, it's something it's something special. Um, but at the same time, this league is really set up for people to be 8-8. Eight eight. Now, the, ta the talent mm -hmm. that Dallas had on that team, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, one, one of the tops. I mean, they it's, but it, it takes more than just talent to win championships. Yeah. You know, it takes it's – a, it's a collective thing from everything from support staff on up to, to, the, to the last play on the roster. So, it's, it's a lot of other things that go into that. Um, but with that being said, I, I, I like to also talk about and recognize individuals that have been in this league and then able to play – for some time, the kind of the, the, the money lesson that you um, 
mm-hmm. that you learned in this league. Now you coming from Rice, didn't have a car, to being drafted, getting a signing bonus, you know, the most money you probably ever seen in your account, you know, bar none. <laughs> um, kind of tell me a little bit about the the, the money lessons and just kind of how what's your what your approach, your mindset was around money. So obviously with the parents and the upbringing that I had, uh, that was always a discussion that was brought up in the home. Uh, I remember, I don't know, I don't know if you, I know, I know Dre's probably seen that, but I remember when 30 for 30 came out with the documentary broke, my mom made me watch that about five times. <laughs> and just to be, just to make sure I got, I got the message frightened, you know, just to make sure I got that message loud and clear. Um, they, my parents are very, my parents are very frugal. They're very, um, financially mindful. They're very, they're very smart. They're they're very, they're just very, they're very good with their money. And they just, and they taught myself and my sisters to be the same way. Um, I, I, I love to say it that my, my sisters are actually more frugal than me. And I, I love them for that. Um, but yeah, going, yeah. So going in, going into the situation, knowing that I'd be obviously, not not just playing this sport for you know to keep up with my scholarship and like in college. No, I'm not, I'm playing this sport. I'm actually going to be collecting a paycheck while I'm doing it. I knew you know what was you know I knew that was going to be a little different mindset, um, and it was going to take a different approach with regards to get making sure that I don't lose myself and lose you know who I was in the process of being in this new environment, being in this new situation of having more money than I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, my family, you know, that's, again, that's one of the reasons why I had my family come down, uh, you know, ever since starting ever since my, my rookie year, you know, just to be able to keep me on the straight and narrow. My, my family never really got to see me play that much in college. My dad's into a handful. My, my dad was able to come down to a handful of games, and my, but my mom only got to see me play one. Uh, my sisters only got to see me play one. So being able to have my family with me ever since my rookie year has been, you know, good at all on all accounts for me. Uh, they've been keeping me, you know, uh, they've been keeping me on the straight and narrow with regards to my finances. They've been keeping me on the straight and narrow with regards to my faith, making sure I'm, I'm, I'm staying on the path of righteousness, you know, with God. Um, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of good things that have been happening on, on, on all accounts with that. But with the financial thing too, um, it's funny, like a lot of people, a lot of, and again, another story, a little side story too. I, I didn't have a car. I didn't get a car by rookie year until I want to say week two, week three. Uh, my, my dad would actually start like once we, yeah, once I made the team, like once I made the team and actually kind of like moved to my apartment, still didn't really have a car. I didn't really want to spend too much. I was thinking about getting like a little, you know, Nissan Maxima, save me some money. And my parents were like, no, 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 we're actually going to do some shopping now. Like you have to get a, a car. It's like a truck. You have to get it like yourself a truck or an SUV. It's like, I'll think about it. So my 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 dad my dad would drop me off, man, the first two weeks of the regular season, and um, yeah, so that was funny. He was my little Uber driver, man. and uh, <laughs> um, so that was that. But it's little things like that that you look back on and you just laugh, man. It's it's awesome. Like I and, but I, I you know I, I I got my first car, you know, week three, and I just I literally just sold it last year. So like I'm just I'm I've been very mindful of just being able to have that the mentality of knowing that, you know, what I earn and what I'm able to make during my finite time in this league, I got to make sure that I'm taking advantage of everything and setting myself up, you know, setting myself up and my, my future generations up 
you know, financially to be able to make sure that they never have to struggle to make sure that they are able to, you know, be blessed and then in turn be a blessing to others financially, uh, you know, emotionally, spiritually, whatever way they, that they can help, uh, you know, their fellow, you know, man and woman beside, beside them. So that's really been my mindset. And I, I, I keep that be, to, I keep that to be my mindset with everything, you know, with my finances too. And I appreciate that because I, we, I've been in the league and you guys been in the league as well. You, we've seen uh, individuals coming out the gate, whether drafted or undrafted, spending, you know, a huge amount of money on cars and, you know, mm-hmm. all the other things that's not that important and then they not even be around that long. So yeah. understanding that idea, the concept or even having the family to be around, because even some of the, you know, some players, not all players have that type of family structure where they can come around and help them be on the straight and narrow. Sometimes yeah. your family's going to, you know, push you down the wrong way and spend more of your money. You, you don't Absolutely. have to. So your parents, like, we definitely got to pay homage and respect to them for them putting you in position to not only uh, to take care of yourself, but also to, to prepare you to take care of your future generations like that. So, Man, I, yes. I, I always respect that about you and your family, and I, I definitely want to pay homage and respect to them for doing that. But that's one of the lessons that I want individuals to get from this interview about just, you know, understanding that 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 you only have a small window to make money in this league. You can't play mm-hmm. forever. So being able to take care of your finances and putting yourself in a position that you don't have to do things that you don't want to do once your career is over. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to your mom and dad, man. That's that's big time, bro. Have, having your family come out and like not try to spend your money—that's big time. Yeah. For any athlete, bro, because I, I I've been through it. You know, I, I know a lot of guys been through it, man. And it, it's, it's tough to say no, especially to your parents. They, they raise okay. you, know what I mean? That's they what raise you from a, from a kid. So having to say no to your parents is tough, man. But uh, I was able to do it because I guess I just had to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to say no because I just I, I didn't want to go broke. I I, I knew. Some some deep down inside me knew I wasn't gonna play football like forever. I wasn't gonna play for 10, 15 years. So I had I had to make sure I did right with my money. Yeah. But uh let's talk about your future, man. Uh what you what's your future plans, man? Like what you what you wanna do once you once your career is over? So once my career is over, um right now I have two options and kind of they can both coincide with each other. So it's actually kind of nice. So I would man, part of me really kinda of wants to like stay in this football family, man. Whether it be coaching, mm-hmm. whether it be um, doing something with regards to, you know, getting myself into the scouting scouting side of things with the NFL and working my way up to become a general manager. Like, that's that's something I could truly see myself doing. Uh, so that's like, that's, and that's truly if I want, if I decide that, you know, football is something that I can, you know, invest my time in without having to, you know, sacrifice, you know, for my future, you know, my future wife, wherever she is, and, you know, my future kids, making sure that I can do this and, you know, not having to sacrifice their well-being there. That, that precious uh, family time and stuff like that. Uh, so that's kind of like, if there's an asterisk, I know I can go down that route uh, anytime. But really the main thing I want to do is, uh, you know, find it, uh, that uh, I'm getting into real estate right now. So I've been, been doing a lot of uh, investment real estate uh, with with a lot of commercial real estate and residential. So that's my next step. Uh, I just want to be able to, I want I want to be able to do it, do it right, man. Be able to just provide housing. Um, I want to be able to not just try to, you see, you see it too many times, man, with a lot of, you know, so-called slumlords and, um, you know, people that are just not going by the books uh, with a lot of, you know, people that truly um, either can't afford it, you know, they need a break sometimes, you know, I feel, I truly feel like, you know, everybody in life, man, deserves a break every now and then. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able, I want to be able to do it the right way, especially with, you know, if, if uh, God leads me down a path to be able to do something with uh, low-income housing opportunities to be able to help, help out people who need it, uh, who need the most help financially or, Whatever the case may be, I want to. I feel like that's a that's a calling that I want to be able to do to just help people. 
Um, you know, everybody needs to eat, everybody needs housing, everybody needs shelter. Like, I feel like why not, why not try to do whatever, whatever it's in your, you know, whatever you can in your, in the most of your ability to be able to make sure that you can do that for your fellow man. So, um, that's an area that I want to do. And so with that, and honestly, man, too, there's a third, that's really a third one too. I don't really, I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for that call, but I really want to do some missionary work. I want to do, I really, that's, that's something I feel like as a Christian, uh, you know, we are called, you know, we're called to be disciples, man. We're called to be able to spread that gospel and the spread the love of Jesus. So, um, I feel, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel, I feel like it's calling me soon, sooner than later. So that's another thing that's really come up within this past year. That's really been on my heart. So, um, you know, obviously anything, anything financially is cool to be able to do. Obviously I want to do whatever I can to, you know, not be selfish and set up my family, as I said in the past, as I said, be able to set up my, my future generations to make sure that they don't have to, you know, suffer and struggle. That's huge for me. But at the same time, we already know, we already know who all this belongs to. Right. And uh, we can't, we can't take it with us once we call to home, once we call it home. So uh, I want to make sure I'm just doing whatever I can to, you know, give, go, give glory and honor to God uh, on this football field, you know, with my finances, uh, with, you know, if it, if it ends up me being able to, you know, go out with doing missionary work, I want to be able to do whatever it takes to do, you know, do his will. Man, there you have it, man. You couldn't ask for a better, a better close out. Uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast, any missionary uh, groups that want to reach out to them and let them know what y'all are doing, please feel free to hit them up. What, what's your, uh, what's your social media? Uh, CC? Oh man, just uh Christian Covington uh, on Instagram and the tangible C4 on Twitter. Uh, hit me up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm open for all opportunities, man. I want to be a blessing to a lot of people. Man, we appreciate you taking your time out to join us, man. We look forward to all the success in the future, man. Thanks again for your time, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate you, my brothers, man. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment. Follow us on all platforms at What's the Hype Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.